The San Jose Sharks blow a two to nothing lead, but William Eklund had his first career multi-point game. And with all the injuries piling up, what reinforcements could we get from uh, the Barracuda? So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is Tank Commander J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is follow on wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. And the Sharks uh, had a lead, outplayed an opponent for a uh, majority of the game, but still found a way to loss as they fall 3-2 to two to the Montreal Canadiens in a shootout. So we're going to be discussing that. Um, Eklund's big performance today. Um, how much hurdle? Just being awesome. And the power play starting to come to life and some potential reinforcements from the Barracuda here uh, in just one minute. But before we get to all that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So, our Swedish son... First multi-point game uh, goal and an assist today, um, and also a shootout goal. I, it's side note, tangent note. Um, why do shootout points goals not count? You are still scoring a goal. Um, but I digress. Um, this, this we're starting to see, and I know David Quinn said that in the post-game press conference that Eklund's game had been slipping a little bit, and you know, yes, defensive lapses, and that's part of being a 21-year-old kid um, playing in your first full season. Then they tell you're going to have those, but performances why today or why you have to stick with him through the ups and the downs because uh, Eklund and Tomas Hurdle, who we'll get to in a minute, were huge parts of why the Sharks even you know were in a, a position to win this game. Um, and why you drafted William Eklund seventh overall, and why you think William Eklund is a foundational piece of your future going forward. Um, goal and an assist today finally gets his first career multi-point game, um, and we've been seeing this Eklund perform, you know, continuing to build up and continuing to, you know, just kind of stringing together good games. I'm not going to count the last game because uh, everybody played bad in that game, but we're starting to kind of see him putting together good games and. You know, the Sharks do have a, a bit of a stretch here where they're they're playing, you know, three games in four nights and, um, you know, it, before they head on a, a big East Coast swing. So we'll see how they continue to play over the weekend and, and on Monday. Um, but again, you are starting to potentially see Eklund coming through. And William Eklund right now, second on the team in points behind Tomas Hurdle. Um that's good. That is good. He's doing good thing. And it's not just the assist, right? Um, it's the goals. It's the assist. It's, it's everything that you're, you're, you're wanting to see out of him. He is, he has been providing what you're wanting to see um, th- this season. Like this is, this is what you want. This is what we wanted to see, right? 
Um, and again, we know there's going to be lapses and and stuff. And right now, the I think if the Sharks had more healthy bodies, there this was definitely a potential box uh, press box game for Eklund. But again, this is why you can't. This is why you have to keep playing him because he is one of your best players. I mean, behind Tomas Hurdle, who else has been you know their best forwards this year. Zetterlin, who I thought Zetterlin had another good game tonight. Um, you know, and I know Mike Hoffman's been coming on, um, but Mike Hoffman was brutal to start the season. Like you're starting to see Eklund, you know, put together, put together some of these games that we've been wanting to see from him um, going forward. So, and, and I mean, it's no coincidence. I think that since you put hurdle and Eklund together, you've been seeing the sharks for the most part, play better games. And, Hurdle had an absolute monster night tonight, especially after um, injuring his knee on in Wednesday's game against the Kraken. I know he came back out. There's, you know, you you never know, especially how your knee kind of feels the next day or next couple of days afterwards. Um, but Hurdle was an absolute monster tonight for the Sharks, um, or this afternoon. I'm going to keep saying tonight as out of habit, but Hurdle was an absolute monster for today for the Sharks. Um, two assists on both the on both the goals um and did a lot of, especially on the, the hoffman goal winning the puck back um you know kind of never never say die on on that getting the puck back getting into Eklund, and then Eklund able to do what Eklund does behind the net to find uh zadina or not zadina to find hoffman um for for the goal um winning the draw boom pass goes over to Eklund for the the goal um just what yeah hurdle's been hurdle's been playing very very well this year and um it's good to see hurdle playing very well very well because um you know it's it's what you need what you need grown-ups on the team um and Tomas hurdle is being exactly what you're expecting out of him so um yeah Eklund now second on the team in goals with four uh behind mike hoffman so um that's cool that's cool uh <laughs> And then, you know, kind of my other big takeaway to say is, is again, I know this this Canadian team isn't very good. They've been struggling just as bad as just as much as the Sharks have. But um, we we saw the power play, especially that first power play. I know they didn't score on it, but that power play, the first power play at the end of the the first period, um, that was one of the best power plays we had seen from the Sharks all year. And you can see Addison's influence with it, where starting to get more comfortable in the system, starting to kind of get used to the guys around him. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want to judge Addison too quickly, especially with the trade factor, right? But you're starting to see Addison's influence, especially on the power play, take, you know, kind of take hold on the team. And um, that that power play was mo- was massive for the Sharks to really get going because the way this game started, the Sharks kind of came out. And then the Canadians really outplayed them for the big, good chunk of the you know, the game um, until the Sharks got that power play. Um, they had 10 shot attempts on that power play in the first period. Um, six shots on goal, uh, six scoring chances, three high danger chances. Basically, uh, should have scored a goal. I had a 0.97 expected goals for on that that two-minute power play right there. Um easily one of their best. And actually having a puck-moving defenseman who can uh, read the play, 
really, really helps the power play. Um, you know, everyone kind of fits in their spots more, right? I'm still, when Kotor, whenever Kotor comes back, I would like to see him take Granlin's place on the power play. Um, and then I think you between you would have a, a power play of um, Duclair, yeah, Duclair, ha, uh, Hurdle, Kotor, Eklund, and then Zadina, or not Zadina, um, Addison. Like, okay. Okay, you can talk me into that there. And then Hoffman, um, Granlin, you know, Zadina, Zetterlin, like on the second unit, like, okay, you can really talk me into that. And then whenever Barabanov gets back, like you can, the Sharks will actually have real options for a power play here soon. Um, but again, like you're seeing, I, I know, I know the Canadians are a bad, just as bad of a team, uh, but the Sharks power play, it's been starting to kind of come together. Um, and I think this could be a this game or this the way the power play today played today um you know getting the goal i know it was basically off a, a set play three seconds into the second power play but this could be a an opportunity where you can start to kind of see it building to become an actual functional nhl unit instead of what we've seen from it from the beginning of the season so um despite the loss a lot of good things to take out of it and we'll dig into some of the numbers here and just a second and talk about you know how the sharks actually kind of outplayed montreal for a good good chunk of this game uh but again, you, you, you can't be happy with just a two-goal lead uh, in today's NHL. So uh, we'll dig into all that here in one second. I know the holiday season can be tough for some people, and sometimes you just need someone to talk to to kind of figure things out. Um, that's where better help comes in. If you're struggling, you know, with, with trying to find a bright spot amid all the stress and change, um, if you need something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything going on, therapy can be a huge, huge spot. Uh, spark for people. Um, the great thing about BetterHelp is it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, so if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp is definitely worth trying out. Um, all you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you feel like this therapist isn't the one for you or you it's not the right connection, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNHL. Uh, get 10% off your first month today. All right, so what do the numbers say? And I think we have to uh, first start with the lines. The lines are going to be a little funky today because Phil Zadina left the game um, in the first period. Um, I think he Apparently, he's been having a nagging upper body um, issue, and you will talk about some of the injuries and stuff here at the end of, of the episode and kind of who could be potential um, fits to try to kind of fill in. So um, to what we mainly saw, though, in this this game was um, Eklund Hurdle Hoffman and then Zetterlin, Granlin, Duclair, and then Cunning, Sturm, um, and then we saw kind of a rotating cast. So we'll mainly focus on the top two lines because those lines have kind of the most consistent. Everyone else was kind of a rotating cast here, um, at least when it comes to forwards. But um, the bigger numbers for this game at 5v5, um, Sharks actually outshot, first of all, 
all situations. The Sharks actually out, outshot a team for the first time all season. Um, this is game 19. <laughs> the Sharks outshot a team for the first time all season. It is game 19. Uh, so do with that what you will. Um, 5v5 shot attempts were even 47 to 46 um, in favor of the Canadians. And it was really the Sharks um, kind of in the... It was it was pretty even back and forth, and the shark section in the third period outshot, or at least shot attempts outshot the Canadians um, sixteen to eight, despite uh, having a lead for the entire time until you know kind of midway through, and then trying to put it away, um, trying to you know put this game away. But actual shots though twenty four to or sorry uh, twenty three to twenty um, at five v five scoring chances was even twenty four to twenty four high danger chances eleven to eight in favor of the Canadians expected goals for two point one seven to one point seven one in favor of the Sharks so good things from the Sharks there um, at five v five. And the great thing about the, like if you look at the heat map, it is literally all between the dots, beautiful like nice red high danger like the sharks got to the front of net and took a bunch of shots there but just weren't able to convert and that's going to be kind of the story of this game just not able to kind of to convert um in this game so um the forward lines so like i said so zettelin granlin duclair played the most time on ice at 5v5 12 10 um they had nine shot attempts gave up nine five to five um actual shots zero goals gave up zero goals 0.19 expected goals four and then 0.21 expected goals allowed um three to three scoring chances one they gave up one high danger chance so with mostly kind of neutral zone starts uh, the Eklund Hurdle Hoffman line. So uh, they played 10 40 time on ice, 12 shot attempts, gave up nine, um, six to four actual shots, had a goal, gave up a goal. Um, and then it was 0.36 to 0.42 expected goals, um, four to six scoring chances in favor of the Canadians, and two to three uh, high danger chances in favor of the Canadians, uh, with four, four, five for the zone starts. So uh, five defensive zone starts for them. And then we saw Cunning, Sturm, Hoffman kind of started the game, and they did not have a good start, but things kind of got a little bit better, I think, for that line going forward. So um, the defense, we'll kind of look at the defense here, um, which defenders I thought had, you know, had. So this was, I thought, a really good game for for Kalen Addison. Um Really, so he had 14 shot attempts while he was on the ice while only giving up eight. So that's a 63.64% Corsi force. This is kind of one of those games from Addison that were really um, why you traded for him, right? As a potential piece for you in the future. And I think he's starting to get more comfortable, starting to kind of fit fit in um, with with the sharks and with the system, right? It's very easy just to say like, Hey, just go play hockey with them. But, um, you know, you have to give them a little bit of a little bit of a runway for these. So, and he played with Matt Benning today, who came back from IR. Um, you have the Faro Emerson and a Hochek Burroughs, a Hochek Burroughs line got, combo got absolutely demolished today um but yeah the addison benning combo you know both those guys had um pos- really positive course fours uh led the team actually uh so when those two were on the ice they were out shooting the canadians which is good to see um ferraro 
also a pretty positive game from him today. Um, 54.29% Corsi four um, had a chance and just had the puck come off of his stick at uh, late in the third uh, to potentially kind of do something. And then Burroughs or Hochuk, uh, both those guys kind of got uh, shelled 14. So uh, Hochuk gave up 14 shots or produced 14 shots, but gave up 23 and Kyle Burroughs produced 13 shots and gave up 23 when those guys were on the ice. Um, and then where, who else am I missing here? Um, Emerson, um, also positive game, 1915. So again, I know the Canadians are a bad team, but po- little good to see a little bit of positive, uh, from the defense here, especially, um, except for that bottom pair of Burroughs, a Hochuk. I know Hochuk's been playing well and Burroughs is kind of, you know, maybe coming back, but, um, we'll see. If Vlasa gets an opportunity to get back in here, or Nikolai Kinejov gets an opportunity to get back in here uh, soon, so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with those guys. But um, you know, it's it's it is what it is with the defense, right? We 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 know where the defense is at. So um, looking at how. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood played today, so uh, twenty four shots. So very, this is that's like a period for Mackenzie Blackwood most days. So 24 shots, uh, 22 saves, uh, give up two expected goals against 2.11. So right in line where you would expect nine seventeen save percentage, um, five mid danger or high danger shots, five high danger saves, 12 mid danger shots, 10 mid danger saves and seven low danger shots and saves from Blackwood. So, uh, Sharks did a defense did a good job of continuing to kind of keep the pressure off not not giving up so many high danger chances uh or shots uh for for mckenzie blackwood he made some really nice saves the one against cole caulfield where he is um going left to right and just gets across that lateral movement on cole caulfield who has an absolute uh wonderful shot one of the best shooters i would say in the nhl um just pure pure shooters um cole caulfield is right up there with them and he denied him and Caulfield got his though later on in that breakaway. Um, but that, that was a very, very nice attempt, a very, very nice save on, on Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, by Mackenzie Blackwood. And you kind of if if Caulfield feels there, it, it scores there, maybe this game's a lot different because maybe the wheels start to come off on, on the sharks as we've seen from them uh many, many times when kind of things start to get a little bit of tough, a little tough going. But um overall though, I, I think a lot of positives you played you know, pretty even against a pretty even team. And, um, but again, it's the inability to find that extra goal, find that extra gear. And the Sharks tried in the third period, they put the pressure on in the third period to try to kind of take the lead again. But, um, you know, and, and overtime is a very even back and back and uh, forth affair. Uh, but when you get to the shootout, it's a little, it's a lot of luck there. And the shootout was uh, absolutely hilarious. Whereas the first two guys score, and then it's just five rounds of missing. So um, before we get into some potential uh, help coming from the CUDA um, kind of look at where, which guys are kind of banked up right now and which guys maybe deserving of a potential look uh, just need to take a quick break here. If you are looking for last minute tickets, game time is the way to go. Uh, game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. So maybe 
this time of year, you're going holiday shopping, you want to get someone, uh, maybe some Warriors tickets, some Niners tickets, some don't get someone Sharks tickets unless you don't like them or something. I don't know. But um, game time, though, they've got you covered. They have last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guaranteed. I love the views from your seat. Um, that way you can actually see where you're going to sit. You're going to know exactly what the view is. You can kind of look around the map, see, okay, I like this seat, or maybe I don't like this seat, or for a couple of dollars more and get a, a much better seat. Um, game time's got you covered with that. And the only thing better than get, seeing the views from your seat is knowing how much you're going to pay right away. Because with game time, they have the all in pricing um, as you're shopping. Nothing worse than going to checkout and then they slam a bunch of fees on top of you. Game time does not do that. So take the guesswork out of uh, buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NHL, L O C K E D O N NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, with some potential injuries here. So let's kind of go through uh, where we are at, especially among the Ford group right now, because it is a. Uh, Getting a little, getting a little dicey. So Nico Sturm did come back from his, uh, you know, from his uh, leave of absence. Had to, apparently had to go to Germany and back. So uh, good for him for for you know dealing with all that. Um, but right now, healthy forwards. So you have Tomas Hurdle, Mikel Granlin, Mike Hoffman, Anthony Duclair, Fabian Zetterlin, uh, William Eklund, Giovanni Smith, Ryan Carpenter. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, who did skate today um, in warmups, but was a uh, was a scratch because of the injury he sustained from the slew foot. Um, so maybe he's able to go tomorrow for the Sharks. Um, but, you know, it's... it's We'll see, um, especially with the... Um, who the Sharks play tomorrow? Playing Vancouver in San Jose. Um, the return of the car. Yeah, not the return of the scene. But anyway, um, you have Stolov Kotor, of course, and Barabanov and Oscar Lindblom, who are all on IR. Maybe Lindblom comes back, but we haven't even heard if he's skating or anything um, with, you know, with his injury. So if Zadina is unable to go and LeBanc's still not feeling well i think you're going to have to look at some potential call-ups because you can't just run out 10 forwards and 20 defensemen as the sharks would like to do um you know going i think you you might really have to look at who could be a potential uh, who could provide you with some flexibility or at least you know um you, you need some more forwards is the best way to put this so um and the two guys I think that come to mind, of course, are Thomas Bordalo and Daniel Gushin. So, and with the Sharks right now, like the center depth is okay. And I think that you'd be looking at potential forwards uh, to bring up. So um, the problem is that most of these forwards, like Zadina and uh, LeBanc, have been usually kind of playing on the bottom six. And I think Gushin and, and Bordalo are probably more apt to be playing on the top line. Um, but you can also move around hop. Like there, there's still some flexibility. So let's start with Bordelow, who has been um, absolutely on fire since he went back to the Barracuda playing, you know, he's been um, scoring at a, a very good rate. And um, 
the thing about it though is is he's been playing on wings since he got back, right? And I think the tran- the the Eklund Bordalo or sorry, the Bordalo center dream is kind of dead right now. And I think it's going to be the Bordalo make it makes it's going to be on the wing, especially also look at who the Sharks have drafted recently. You got B said, you got Smith, uh, you got potentially Michael Salamarini. Uh, and I, the best way I think for Bordalo going forward is to be playing on the wing, but Bordalo has been has been awesome for the the Sharks or for the Barracuda recently, um, and we'll I think we'll know a lot more if the he doesn't play tonight because I'm recording this at 4:30 and the Barracuda play tonight. Um, if Bordalo is not playing tonight, I think that's going to give you kind of everything you need to know about uh, if he's going to be in the lineup for the Sharks tomorrow. Um, but so Bordalo pulling up his stats right now. Um, he has since returning, he has been, um, very good. So he's got seven games. He has five goals, three assists, eight points, um, and one power play goal. So it's been a lot of five on five, uh, work for, for Bordelo this season. So, um, and again, when you're you're feeling like you're pretty solid down the middle between Granlin and Sturm and Carpenter and Hurdle, having Bordalo kind of come up and play the wing and see, I know it's only been, you know, seven games, but kind of maybe seeing, okay, how where have you improved, right? Can you can you make this transition for us from center to wing? Um, you're gonna be playing a very, very good Vancouver team um going forward tonight, and then on Monday you play the caps um before heading out so Borlo makes a lot of sense you also daniel gushin who i know they want um to continue to kind of grow and develop um and be a you know more well-rounded type of player and of course kind of hit the weight room a little bit um he's a potential guy too but jacob peterson who i think he kind of got put into a bad position by having to play for center for the sharks when he came up. Um, I think he, if you need him to play wing, I think that's a better fit for him. And I think he kind of fits more of that middle six guy that they might be potentially looking for um, as a, a replacement for, you know, if Zadina's out or if LeBanc is out, continues to be out. Um, I think Peterson would be a kind of, I think he might be the guy that gets called up. Um, and, you know, he's he's had produced pretty well. He's had eight games so far, and he's scored two goals, three assists with five points. He had a really nice goal um, the other night. But I think he kind of fits with the mold of what type of player you're looking for. And I know, believe me, you can make the argument of just bring up good guys and play your best players. And Bordalo has been the Barracuda's best player since returning. Um with, with you know returning to the the Barracuda and the AHL, um, but again, if you're bringing Bordalo up, are you putting him in the best position to succeed by potentially playing him on the third line? Um, and I don't see Quinn. I mean, if you do bring Bordalo up, I would put him on the second line. I would go a. So here's how the lines I would run if I was David Quinn um, and you brought Bordalo up. So I would do Eklund. Um, Hurdle and then Duclair. Second line of Zadina, Granlin, Bordalo. Um, and then you could have Sturm, Cunning, uh, Hoffman on your third line, and which that line has worked pretty well in the past, um, recently. And then, um, your fourth line of you know, Smith, um, Carpenter, and then Jacob McDonald. Um, like 
those kind of I think you're putting you're putting young guys with older guys and you're not kind of loading up with a bunch of young guys and putting I think your best players in a position to succeed. But um if they do want to bring Peterson up then I think maybe Hoffman stays on that first line and then Peterson would probably slide into the third line to play with uh Cunning, Sturm, Peterson and then you would kind of keep your your fourth line together. Uh keep the rest of your lines to, together there. So um we'll probably know more Maybe LeBanc is back. If LeBanc's back, probably just kind of slides in that third line for the Hoffman slot. And Hoffman stays on that first line until um, you start to see some guys return. But and the way Hoffman's playing right now, right? He's got five goals in his last five games. You keep him up there. Keep pumping that trade value. Um, Colorado Avalanche, you like what you're seeing with Mike Hoffman right now? So, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so we got... That's a lot of hockey right now. Um, Cuda game here tonight. Cuda game in the afternoon tomorrow. <laughs> Sharks game on Saturday. Uh, so we'll be back on Monday to kind of discuss all the weekend that was in Sharks hockey. Uh, Monday, we also have the Caps game. And then we have a little bit of time before the Sharks uh, start their road trip on Thursday. I think it's against Boston. So that's going to be an absolute bloodbath. So um We'll have some time. Maybe we'll we'll dig into some more prospects and all that fun stuff next week. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. Until Monday. Bye, friends.